0: This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. The Kraft Foods Company brings you... The Adventures of the Falcon... Starring
1: Les Damon. Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Millie. Thanks for calling, Angel. We'll have to make it some other night. Tonight I'm tied up with a family... That's anxious to cash in on a rich uncle's inheritance. And from the way things are going... Looks like it's going to be relatively dangerous.
0: This is Ed Hurley, friends, inviting you on behalf of the Kraft Foods Company to listen to The Adventures of the Falcon. You met the Falcon first in his best-selling novels. Then you saw him in his thrilling motion picture series. Now join him on the air when the Falcon solves... The Case of the Cautious Cousin. Wednesday evening in New York, and sallow-faced Brian Sherman, who has just entered his apartment, shows a bottle containing a clear liquid to his wife, Claire.
2: Well, Claire, there it is. Looks harmless, doesn't it? Hard to believe there's enough in there to kill a dozen men.
3: And you're sure nothing can go wrong?
2: Not a chance. I've read everything published on it. I know exactly how it acts. Five drops will kill a normal man in two to four hours. That gives us plenty of time, leeway. Way. And that amount would never be tasted in the cocktail.
3: Well, then I guess we're ready to call Ernest.
2: I already did. He'll be here tomorrow at four for cocktails.
3: Good. Do you want me to be here?
2: No, it'll look better if I'm alone when Waring comes.
3: Who's Waring?
2: Michael Waring. He's a private detective.
3: Is he the one they call the Falcon?
2: I see you've heard of him.
3: Well, naturally, he has quite a reputation. Isn't it a little dangerous getting him involved? Suppose he finds out. No, he
2: won't. I have everything planned too well. And calling him is part of the plan. The necessary clincher.
3: Well, if you're sure you know what you're doing.
2: I'm sure. Nothing will go wrong. This plan of mine is worth a million dollars. And I mean that literally.
4: Hope you're making that dry, Brian. You know, I like my martinis very dry.
2: Yes, Ernest. I think you find these are the way you like them. There. Now I'll just put an olive. Oh, I would do that. Well, I'm glad it's the empty one. Ernest, will you go in the dining room and get me another glass while I brush this up? All right.
4: Uh, uh, where will I find it?
2: You'll see the glasses. They're on the sideboard. Find them?
4: Yes, here they are. Good. You know, that little accident wasn't necessary. Ought to take something for your nerves, Brian. Not looking well, not well at all. I've been working too hard, I guess. Now that Uncle George isn't well... Yes, yes, I know. It's a strain on all of us. But got to keep up our health, fresh air, exercise. That's the secret. Look at me. Forty-five, fit as a fiddle. Long walk every day before breakfast, that does it. You ought to try it. Here's your glass.
2: Thanks. Just a second till I throw this in the wastebasket. There
4: we are. Now... And, uh, incidentally, Brian, you might go a little easier on that stuff. An occasional cocktail now and then won't hurt, but moderation, there's the word. In large doses, that stuff's poison. What? When it's taken to excess. Oh. I understand you and Claire have been hitting it a little heavy lately. Not wise.
2: I'll try to watch it. Now, Ernest, here's your poison. Thanks. Well, dry enough?
4: Yes, seems to be. I don't see how you can tell by that little sip. I like to nurse a drink along. Lasts longer that way. Keeps you from drinking too much. Another one of your hints? It's a thought. Now, uh, just what did you want to see me about?
2: Uncle George. What are we going to do about him? Don't
4: see there's anything we can do. Do you think we can trust his judgment? His health's failing? We'll just have to watch him and keep him from doing anything Foolish. But his house is in order. Will's made out, leaving everything to you and me. We're already running the business.
2: I know, but look, you're not touching your drink. Is anything the matter with it?
4: I'll get around to it.
2: Well, I wish you would. I've tried a new vermouth. I want to see how you like it.
4: Uh, more likely you want to encourage me to be a toper, than I can't lecture. <laughs> is that it?
2: No, no, really. I just wanted to... Excuse me. I'll be right back. Hello?
1: I'd like to speak to Brian Sherman, please. Speaking. Well, hello, Sherman. This is Mike Waring.
2: Oh, yes, Mr. Waring. What is it?
1: Uh, something's come up. I may have to be a little late.
2: But I was counting on you to be here at 6.45. I've made all arrangements.
1: What arrangements?
2: Oh, well, I, I mean, I, I have plans for this evening. And I kind of want to have time to talk to you.
1: I see. All right, I'll make it. You're sure? If it's so important.
2: Believe me, Mr. Waring, it is.
1: All right. Be seeing you.
2: Yes, yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.
4: Waring? Do I
2: know him? No, I don't think so, Ernest.
4: Well, uh, what's it all about?
2: Nothing that concerns you. You wouldn't be interested. Uh, well, uh, now, what were you saying about Uncle? Uh, just a minute. Where did I put my drink? Here it is, on
4: the table next to mine. Oh, yes. You still haven't touched yours. Good heavens, man, you make such a mountain Well, it's of... just that I will I know, I know, I know, I know. New vermouth. Very well. If it'll make you happy, here's... Here's to a long and prosperous life.
2: Mr. Waring? That's right. Come in. Thanks. I'm Brian Sherman. Sorry I had to be so insistent about your being on time, but I have a dinner engagement in a little while and I don't want to keep the folks waiting. Well, it's your dimes, so you call the plays. Well, from what I've heard of you, Mr. Waring, you uh, don't work for dimes.
1: Well, from the look of this place, you can afford more than dimes. Now, why am I here?
2: I wanted to see you about my cousin, Ernest. He and I, as far as I know, are the only heirs to our uncle's estate.
1: that be George Sherman, the
2: industrialist? Oh, yes. Yes, that's right.
1: Hmm. Definitely not dimes. No. No, it's millions. That's why I... I... what's the
2: matter I, I I don't know it's just I... I feel a little funny all of a sudden, but I'll, I'll be all right now. What was I saying? You were telling me about your cousin Ernest? Yes, yes, he was here a little while ago and he had a I wonder why I'm getting so sleepy I
1: better get you a shot of brandy no, Where do you no,
2: that's what that's how i it must be oh. Sherman.
1: Homicide. Sergeant Corbett speaking. Hello, Corbett. This is Mike Waring. So, it's not my lucky day. (laughs) What do you want, Waring? Not a thing. But there's been a murder attempt, and the people of the state of New York expect you to do your duty. How come it's just an attempt? Bum aim? Bum timing. It was a poison job. I barged in while the victim was still kicking, took him to a hospital. That's where I'm calling from now. Well, can he talk? Well, not right now. They're still manning the stomach pump. But it won't be long. I'll be right over. I'll stay put, Waring. I want to talk to you, too. I'm uh, sorry, Corbett. I can't wait. Now, was that any way to talk? You want to give the idea you don't like me? Like you? Well, you're my favorite cop. You know that, Corbett. If I ever commit a murder, I can't imagine anyone. I'd rather have assigned to the case. You can go... I can go follow up a lead. That's why I have to rush away. I'll meet you at that Luncheonette, okay? <sighs> what can I say? You can say, okay... So long, Corbett. Yes? Uh, I'd like to see Ernest Sherman, please.
3: I'm sorry. He can't see anyone just now. It's important. He's too upset. He's just received some terrible news about his cousin.
1: Well, that's what I want to see him about.
3: What do you know about it?
1: Not enough. I was hoping your husband could tell me more.
3: What is it, Rose? Someone about Brian. Can't see him. I told him.
4: Wait a minute. uh, Why? Tell him not to go away.
3: He said he didn't want to see anybody. That's what I love, a man of firm determination. (laughs) Come in.
4: Thank you. Um, how do you do, sir? I'm Ernest Sherman. I understand you want to see me about Brian. That's right. Well, I just got a call from the hospital. They tell me he tried to kill himself. Did he? What do you mean? Are you trying to suggest I'm trying to find out. On just what made you come here?
1: I thought you might help. When's the last time you saw your cousin? Uh, A couple of days ago. Why? Well, don't look now, but there's a liar in the Sherman family. Don't be impertinent. Don't blow your lid. Maybe Brian's the liar. Eh? He said you saw him today. When did he tell you that? Just before he passed out.
4: Oh, that means you were there.
1: That's right. Well, then, Mr... I don't believe you told me your name. I don't believe I did. It's Mike Waring.
4: Waring? Mm. You're the one who phoned
1: Brian. Thought you didn't see Brian today. Well, Today's uh, the only time I phoned him. Well, anyway, you know I left. I wasn't there when you got there. That's right. So I couldn't have... Given the Uh, poison? Why not? Some poisons act slowly. Do they? Didn't you know?
4: You still haven't told me why you came here.
1: Brian wanted to hire me to check up on you. He was afraid of you. That's ridiculous. He's in the hospital. And... I had
4: nothing to do with it, and I resent your implications. I'm just doing a job. I don't like the way you're doing
3: it. Don't argue with him, Ernest. It's no use, can't you see? He came here with his mind already made up. Did I? That's obvious. But if you knew Ernest, you know he wouldn't harm a fly.
1: It's not a fly that's been harmed.
3: D- tell me something, Waring. You took Brian to the hospital?
1: That's right.
4: Do they... Do they think he'll live?
1: Oh, you needn't worry. They said he'll be all right. Or is that what worries you? Hello, Corbett. I see you've already ordered. Oh, yeah, Waring. Sit down. What, did you check your lead? Yep. Cousin Ernest? Oh, I see Brian's been able to talk. he figures Cousin Ernest wants him out of the way. And that would leave Ernest as the only one in line for their uncle's inheritance. Mm-hmm. And it runs into millions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's an awful lot of lettuce. Did you get Ernest to talk? Through his hat, yeah. Well, I'm thinking of booking him for attempted murder. You think it'll hold? Well, it's a family with influence, Corbett. Depends upon which cousin Uncle George decides to string along with. Yeah, but if we can make him see Ernest is getting itchy for the dough... Well, maybe what happened will convince him. Anyway, there's one way to find out. What do you say we try him as soon as we finish here? Yes? Hello, I'd like to speak to Mr. George Sherman.
0: You are? If you're a reporter, you might as well no, know... No, right? I'm not a
1: reporter. My name is Mike Waring. I'm a private detective.
0: I'm not interested in the services of a detective.
1: Well, I'm not looking for a client. I already have one.
0: Then what do you want?
1: Well, if you'll give me three seconds, I'll tell you.
0: Very well. I'm waiting.
1: Your nephew, Brian, hired me. He was afraid of his cousin.
0: Nonsense. Why should Ernest...
1: No. Oh. Oh. Sherman!
3: me, Ernest.
4: Ruth, I thought I had the door bolted. I locked all the windows. What's the matter with you? Didn't you hear what happened to Uncle George? It's on the radio. Yes, but why are you so worried? I see it all now. Brian wasn't supposed to get that poison. I was. What? Yes. Brian tried to kill me. He did kill Uncle George.
3: How could Brian kill Uncle George when he's in the hospital? He's been
4: released. That was on the radio, too. And he'd be coming for me to try again. I know he will.
3: Well, then, go to the police. Get them to arrest Brian. Then he can't hurt you.
4: No, they'll arrest me. After all, Ruth, Brian is the one who was poisoned. First, I've got to be able to prove it was a mistake. Can you? I think so. With the help of that fellow Waring. Then let's call him. I can't wait here. Brian may come. Or the police. I've got to get away.
3: What are you going to do?
4: Hide out. Then maybe...
3: What's that? What? I heard something. I thought you were the man with the iron nerves. A walk every day before breakfast. There was something.
4: The door. I told you.
3: Shall I see who it is? No. Let's be quiet. Maybe he'll go away. He must have heard us. And it may be nothing. Let me find out. Well, don't open the door. Call. All right. Who is it? Mike Waring. Well, there you are. Just who you wanted. Wait wait a minute. I've got to be sure he's on my side. Well, how are you going to? With this. What? I didn't know you owned a gun. Now you do. Just get a patient. Let him in. I don't like trouble. There won't be any. I got the jump on him. Open the door. All right, but be careful. Come in, Mr. Waring.
4: Thank you. I uh, just wanted to... Well, this is what I call a warm reception. Sorry, Waring. I can't take any chances. I got to be sure you know the facts, remember them correctly, and are willing to stand by them. You sure you want facts? Yes, facts. Which facts? First, you phone Brian today. That's right. At quarter to five. Right again. I was there when you called. You made a point of that before.
1: Still no argument. You'll swear to those statements? I've already told them to the police. Why? We're all right, then. Just had to be sure.
4: About what? Facts. So I can prove Brian tried to kill me instead of the other way around.
3: But what's the phone call got to do with that?
4: Brian prepared two drinks. One for him, one for me. He just served them when the phone call interrupted. We put down our drinks on the same tray.
3: And you think they got mixed up? Must have.
4: I got his, he got mine. You buy wearing? It's possible. It's facts. And as long as you've given them to the
1: police, I'm ready to talk to them now. Good boy. And I'm ready to talk to my client again. <laughs>
2: Hello, Mr. Waring. Hello, Brian.
1: How are you feeling? Well,
2: still a little shaky. That stomach pumps no fun. Uh uh-huh. Come on in. Thanks. You uh, heard about your uncle? Yes, that's shaking me too. Police are going to want to talk to you about it. Why me? It would seem obvious after what Ernest
1: did. Ernest has an angle. It involves you. That's why I'm here. I don't understand. He claims the poison was meant for him. You got it by mistake. What? He claims while you were talking to me on the phone, he picked up the wrong glass. Why, that's a lie. Well, somebody's lying. I think I can find out who. How? I wanted to be a little late for my appointment with you. You said it couldn't be arranged because you had a dinner date right after him. That's right. Who was the date with? What difference does that make? You passed out while I was here and I took you to the hospital. Obviously, you weren't able to keep your date. That's right. Whoever the date was with must have wondered why you didn't show up. But I checked with the desk downstairs and nobody phoned this apartment during the evening. I don't see that that proves anything. No, it doesn't prove. But it indicates you could have been lying. I tell you I wasn't. Well, there's a simple way to prove it. Just tell me who your date was with. If he or she or they confirm it. All right, Waring. You took this
2: case for money, didn't you? Yeah, somehow I like to eat. Champagne and caviar? Don't mind. How much would it cost for you to forget that I mentioned a dinner date?
1: You can forget your caviar. I'll stick to hamburgers.
2: I'm serious. I'm ready to do business. I'm not. Well, then I'll have to figure some other method of persuasion. Well, no, don't try reaching for a gun. I'm watching you.
1: What makes you think I'd pull a gun? Thought it might run in the family.
3: So it does, Mr. Waring. Uh? Also by marriage.
1: Good girl, Claire.
3: Well, Brian, we've got him. Now what do we do with him?
1: First
2: of all, I think we do this. <laughs>
1: Pleasant dreams, Mike? Uh-huh. Oh, is that you, Corbett? Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Get up. Oh. oh, did you forget your line, Mike? What? This is where you're supposed to say, uh... What hit me? All right, what hit me? A lamp. We found it on the floor. Now, if I didn't feel the way I do, I'd make a crack about shitting Good, light. he's himself again. Oh. What brought you here? Well, the same thing that brought you. Wanted to talk to Brian Sherman, but him and the missus are gone. Hey, <laughs> I find you instead. How about Ernest? Did uh, he tell you the story? Yeah. It could have happened like he said, but I'm not taking any chances. I'm holding him on suspicion anyway. You Might as well let him go after what happened up here. What did happen up here? Looks like Brian and his wife made a play for time. I guess they wanted me out of the running until they had time to whip up a dinner date for Brian. Dinner date? Why, it's the middle of the night. I know. This was for earlier this evening. You better be careful, Waring. If you keep on getting cracked on the skull, one of these days you're going to start talking sense. Homicide, Sergeant Corbett speaking. Oh, you did, huh? Good, bring them in right away. Right, so long. Well, Warren, a couple of the boys just picked up Brian and his wife, Claire. Good. Yeah. Now that I've let Ernest go, i got to hold somebody. Well, how are you going to book them? None of their shenanigans prove they killed Uncle George. Well, I can hold them on attempted murder. Hey, wait, they clouded me with a lamp. You might hold them on assault and battery, but it was hardly attempted murder. No, oh, I'm talking about cousin Ernest. What about it? We're agreed he didn't try to give Brian the poison. That's right. Well, then it stands to reason Brian must have tried to give it to Ernest. And in my book, that's attempted murder. And it's just a step from there to knocking off Uncle George. Well, I hate to spoil the fun, Corbett, but Brian didn't try to kill Ernest. What? I said... You said Ernest didn't try to kill Brian, Mm -hmm. and now you say Brian didn't try to kill Ernest. That's right. Well, then where in the blazes did the poison come from? From Brian. But you just said... I said he didn't mean it for Ernest. Well, then who did he mean it for? For the person who got it himself. What? You mean suicide attempt? No, Corbett, it wasn't suicide either. Oh, great, great. I got to admit, Waring, now I'm completely confused. Well, I've got news for you, Corbett. On you, it looks natural. (laughs)
0: Well, so Sergeant Corbett is confused. Confidentially, so am I, as I expect you are, too. But there's no excuse in the world for confusion when it comes to choosing a really wonderful salad dressing. All you do is choose delicious Miracle
3: Whip. Miracle Whip has a flavor so pleasing. Miracle Whip tastes so lively, so teasing.
0: Miracle Whip
3: only one of its kind.
0: Miracle Whip.
3: Best salad dressing you'll find.
0: Miracle Whip is the only one of its kind. Because it's a different type of salad dressing, made from a secret craft recipe. Miracle Whip combines the best qualities of old-fashioned boiled dressing and fine mayonnaise. So it's truly distinctive and delicious. With a flavor millions of folks call just exactly right. Try it, won't you? One taste will tell you why it's America's favorite salad dressing. The one and only Miracle Whip. And now, back to the adventures of the Falcon. Twenty minutes have passed since the Falcon set Corbett's head spinning with a tangled turn of events. And Corbett is still spinning as he and Mike race in a squad car toward Cousin Ernest's.
1: Waring. Yes, Corbett. Brian Sherman was poisoned. That's right. But it wasn't a mistake. No. And it wasn't attempted suicide. No. And cousin Ernest didn't do it. Uh-huh. Well, then how could... Oh, never mind. Why should I give you the satisfaction of playing straight? You fit the role so beautifully, Corbett. Only if Brian did it, I don't see why we're going to Ernest's. Especially since you just had me release Ernest. Well, these new developments... New are... developments. You can take the new developments and... And solve the case with them. Now, look. You see, it's like this, Corbett. Brian wanted to get his grubby little paws on all of Uncle George's money. Uh-huh. So he rigged up this poison axe, knowing the poison would act slowly, and I'd butt in on him in time to get him to a hospital. Oh, that's why he was so determined that you had to be on time. Right, you are, Corbett. How'd you figure it? Oh, simple. I listened to a program called The Falcon. Flatterer. Oh, I don't like it. I just listen. Uh-huh. Anyway, Waring, now I begin to understand Brian's monkey shine oh, Sure, he counted on me to save him in time, but... It would still look like Ernest had tried to kill him, and that might lead Uncle George to disinherit Ernest. All right, Waring, that takes care of the poison attempt, but we still got to find a murderer by George. Corbett, we still got to find a murderer by Uncle George. It's right down at the end of the corridor, Corbett. I know. Hey. Yeah, come on. have to break in the door. Yeah, you ready? Come on. One, two, three, and... Hey, it's a heavy one. We'll have to try it again. No, wait. I think someone's coming. Yeah. Who's there? Sergeant Corbett.
4: All right, Sergeant. Just a minute. The way you pounded on that door, I thought you were trying to knock it down. Well, I heard your wife screaming. Ruth? Nonsense. Is it? Where is she? Ruth, come here a minute, will you? Come in, gentlemen. Oh,
3: Come yeah, in. yeah. What is it, Ernest? Oh, hello, Sergeant Corbett. And Mr. Waring.
4: Ruth, these gentlemen have the idea that you were screaming just now.
3: I? Well, why would well, I? Well, that's
4: what we want to find
1: out. They're both trying to do a nice cover-up, but it won't work. Look, Corbett, there's a swelling under her eye, and it's coming up fast. Ten bucks says it's a first-class shiner in ten minutes.
3: Well, I I bumped it.
1: Yeah, sure. Ernest, next time you slug your wife, do it where it won't show. What, I
4: didn't. Won't you believe that? No. But what reason would Maybe I...
1: you guessed the truth and were trying to force a confession out of her. Truth? What truth? That she killed Uncle George. What? what did you say, Waring? Ruth Sherman killed Uncle George. That's
3: absurd.
1: I don't think so, Ruth. In a family of heels, you're the champion by a long shot. All right, Waring, how did you know Ruth was a killer? Oh, well, Corbett, I knew no one of the family would want to commit the murder at this time. Right when the apparent attempt on Brian had the police's attention turned on the family. Well, still, it was done at this time. Uh-huh, which meant the murderer couldn't help himself. Or herself. There was no choice. And as soon as I knew the murderer was forced, I knew it had to be either Ernest or Ruth. Why? Well, Brian wanted it to look as if he'd been poisoned by Ernest. If his bluff worked, Uncle George might change his will, disinheriting Ernest. So Ruth or Ernest have to get rid of him quick before he can change the will, okay? Mm-hmm. But Ernest couldn't do it. He was afraid of being accused of attempted murder against Brian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, if he couldn't clear himself of that charge, killing Uncle George would only put him in a worse spot. He'd be the most likely suspect. Now, his only out was to try to prove he didn't poison Brian. Which leaves Ruth as the only one to gain by killing Uncle George. Mm-hmm. Or oh, so she thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, that does it, Waring. Uh-huh. You know, Waring, I can't help wondering just what you'd do without me. Oh, <laughs> I solved the case and he said. No, no, I mean it. What would you do if I didn't ask you, uh, how did you know? So you can pop your vest button showing how smart you are. Oh, I suppose I'd be popping off to a cute little redhead instead of a bald flatfoot. In fact, that sounds like a pretty good idea. So, good night, Corbett. <laughs>
0: The Adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake, produced by Bernard L. Schubert, written tonight by Jerome Epstein, and directed by Richard Lewis. Music was by Arlo. Les Damon was starred as the Falcon, with Chuck Webster as Sergeant Corbett. This is Ed Hurley. He's speaking for the Kraft Foods Company.